This is the Macho Man Randy Savage. And this is Hard Factor. And there is no one that does it better right now. Yeah, nobody does it better. I ain't repeating myself. Go ahead and tell me something right now. Yeah, and I'm living in a nightmare. And I'm not a racist. And I'm always doing Oh, yeah. <laughs> episode 873 of hard factor it is monday february 7th 2022 thank you for cheating on the news with us we got mark pat and i am will to talk to you today about what mark in the cup of coffee in the big time oh man well we've had a weekend so multiple days worth of news and there was a lot of shit that happened in the news so Big stories. We got the Canada protest updates with like GoFundMe, Spotify, Joe Rogan stuff, the Queen's Jubilee, uh, the, the Olympic ceremony. I mean, there's just a lot. There's a lot to cover. Hell Sounds yeah. Awesome. And in TikTok, Will, we're talking about some weird ass stuff that happened in the back of a lady's car in Canada. You better check your trunk. Nice. <laughs> we're also talking about the new Jeffrey Epstein of a certain country. And. Oh, We're talking about a YouTuber that might be dead or might not. We don't know. Also sounds like kind of maybe not good. Uh, well, then we'll finish things up on a very positive note in the America corner. Uh, that's nice. America without an A because these stories are so American. You drop the A. That's, there you that's go. how you do it. The American wow. America. Problem, though, if you go to look up the country, Will, we're not going to be first in the phone book. Just saying. Well, we're, we're already not. We're the United States of America. Okay. That's true. We're like nearly last. That's true. Whenever we have to like do a drop down, if if you can't type in the first letter, it takes forever. Can we talk about that by the way? Like <laughs> I know it would be like kind of presumptuous and kind of a dickhead thing to do to like, you know, put us there at the top, but let's be honest. Yeah. You know what well, I mean? Good annoying. websites do. Good web good websites know what country you're in. They just pop that at the top. I don't think they do. Yeah. I, I think it's a thing to be like, oh, well, uh, you know, we're all citizens of the world, so you'll have to scroll down to where your country yeah. is alphabetically well, listed. No, that, that's you're talking about woke. I'm not going to get behind. You're talking yeah, about woke websites. Woke websites woke. put the United States at the very end. Yes, you're right. But good websites, they put the United States at the top well, uh, because I mean, you, they like know you're already countries. there. It, takes, it yeah. takes like 30 seconds to get to the United States if you can't. Right, you know, yeah, you, you know the politics of who you're at based on I where the United States is. I think there's some countries on the, some of those drop-downs that don't even have a single person living there i think right. that's so, how the wokest yeah. websites put the united states actually after at the end after zambia that you, yeah. you, you you don't even you, you come very last but well it's um, extra coding it's extra coding to reposition the united states i'm just saying right because if you're copy is. pasting the coding you take it to the limit if you either way either you are nice and you put it at the top at the first or you take it to the limit put it at the end if you're the I'm just glad we're not right. in the middle next trivia this friday February 11th, 2022. It's the first time all four hosts are going to be there. And oh. we all have to redeem ourselves from getting crushed by the listeners last trivia. So that's yeah, a, host, in- a host has to take it. <laughs> we have to take the crown back. It's <laughs> that send in the car tier only at uh, patreon.com slash hard factor. Very fun. This Friday night, 9 p.m. Eastern. You want to get into the news? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cup of coffee in the big time. 
All right, first up, before all those stories, we got to do a fun fact. Uh, this one is, in 1908, the Olympics were held in London, and the Russian Olympic athletes showed up 12 days late and missed, there's only six of them, they missed their competitions because they were using the Julian calendar instead of the Gregorian calendar, and Al Gore had not invented the internet yet, so they just didn't know that they were late. They thought they showed up two days early because it's a 14-day difference in the calendars, and they were 12 days late. They had kept the different cats. That's awesome. That's yeah. so sick, man. I, I'm at, dude. <laughs> That's back, crazy. Back in when they used to keep different calendars, you don't even think yeah. about that. That's well, something dude, you'd never think about. Just pre-internet. Pre- not even that long ago. And pre-phone, really, uh, early phone. Yeah. You were just on a ride, bro. You were just on the universe's ride. That's for probably sure. what got Russia, though, to join up with everybody else and use the Gregorian, right? Like, that, it, that's it, embarrassing. It is. You, it is. It, it two is, weeks well, late. You're like, it is. <laughs> and not only that, they were like one of the only only countries that didn't have an Olympic committee, which does things like checks the schedule. So they got an Olympic committee right after that as well. Right. They were like, because, oh, that's fucked up. <laughs> because of embarrassment. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. Imagine training for four years and then. Yeah. Uh, you just yeah, miss your event. They were way show. late. Uh, anyways, I thought that was funny. Uh, holidays. We got uh, Ballet Day, E-Day, Harry Potter Book Day. Harry Potter Book Day, or Book Night, I'm sorry, is where a bunch of people get together to discuss books about magical wizards, goblins, dragons, giants, and ghosts, but the writer doesn't believe in transgendered humans. That's a bridge too far for a woman who's made billions of dollars from a fantasy world she created from a dream that she had. Uh, Harry Potter and the, and the spell to get rid of transgenders will be released Christmas 2022. Uh, what else? What other days are there? This is self-publish. Yes. <laughs> International Clash Day. National Black HIV AIDS Awareness Day. National Fettuccine Alfredo Day. Delicious. National Football Hangover Day. Uh, it's supposed to be after the Super Bowl, but it's not anymore. So whoops. Uh, National Periodic Table Day. Rose Day. Send a card to a friend day and wave all your fingers at your neighbor day. That's a weird one. Uh, when are they going to have white HIV AIDS Awareness Day? <laughs> yeah just uh, saying they probably have one well why do they have to have racially segregated know. hiv aids awareness just, days because yeah. hiv be, and aids uh, disproportionately affects certain groups of people i i understand that, that pat more more yeah. than almost anybody uh right. but yes then why are you asking the, the question se- because it doesn't make any sense to me the racial segregation of the days it makes it, it to me it's a little weird personally Black AIDS yeah. and white AIDS. They yeah, they're totally different, right? That's why you totally have two different, different day, two different days, right? Is that is that why? No, that is weird. What is wave all your fingers at your neighbor day? Like, like what is that? <laughs> These weird. are gonna be in you. Yeah, I'm watching you. Um, my wife and I had a problem with the neighbors the other week. They were shooting off fireworks on a Wednesday directly into our backyard at like at midnight. We went over there and knocked on the door aggressively. You did? Uh, yeah. What they happened? Didn't, they didn't answer. Well, of course not. They just did yeah, they too much fun in the backyard. Shots, they did stop firing off shots. There you go. Handled it yeah. without the cops. There you go. Like adults. Um, <laughs> all right. This day in history, 1964, the British invasion of the Beatles happened as the Beatles arrived in New York City. And then two days later, Beatlemania began. It was like Hulkamania with less vitamins and prayers. Um, so, yeah, this was. Uh, February seventh was when the when the Beatles arrived in America for the first time, New York mm. City. So good for the good day. What's E Day? E Day, something like internet related. <laughs> yeah, sounds E-day. so lame. Yeah, E Days. That's like dot com day. They got to yeah. update them because the the football thing is like they they moved the Super Bowl like 
like 10 years ago. Like that's how, how have they not changed the date? Anyways, yeah. uh, on this day in 2013, maybe it's the extra week. Was it this the first time to the extra week? But they got rid of a prison game. No, this, this is no. bullshit. Guys, this is bullshit. E-Day celebrates the mathematical constant E, mm. which has a value of 2.7182818. Bro. Oh, really? Pe- people that celebrate E-Day are even nerdier than pi. I people. thought E equaled MZ squared. That's Just like for me. pi, E is an inexplicably reoccurring number in the world of mathematics. And it gets so much less respect. A lot less. Nobody That's hardcore math nerds that celebrate E-Day. All right. On this day in 2013, Mississippi became the final state to officially abolish slavery. 2013. Turns out they didn't file the official paperwork until 1995, and there was a clerical error then. They didn't send a copy to the Office of the Federal Register until February 7th, 2013. So no worries. They got it sorted out about 150 years after the 13th Amendment passed, which ratified the abolition of slavery. Yeah, does it even matter at that point? Because like the 13th Amendment sort of like blanks out all the state laws. So doesn't look good, Will. It was just paperwork. Mississippi that they just didn't, didn't didn't want to file. They didn't want to file like, the paperwork. Uh, yeah. We're still well, what if <laughs> yeah. now hear me out here. <laughs> what if uh we're not gonna put that we, in. We never send the paperwork. Right. Then it's like thinking that it absolves We'll know, something. and you'll know, but yeah. they won't know, but we'll know. Willful ignorance, exactly. Uh, and then lastly, on this day in 1974, Grenada gained independence from the United Kingdom. They were one of 17 nations that withdrew from the crown's rule during Queen Elizabeth's reign, which leads us to our honorable mentions. Yesterday was Queen Elizabeth II's Platinum Jubilee Day. Right? Mm. You know what I'm talking uh, about? Oh, there's her stabbing a cake. What? Yeah. No, what does she do on mm. the Platinum Jubilee? She has too many days, the queen. So I know. It's the, yeah. Well, Wes, okay. I, I can tell you, Wes is off today because he was celebrating until the wee hours eating scones. On Platinum tea. Jubilee Day, right? Yeah, yeah, he's a big, big Platinum Jubilee guy. Uh, it's what? the 70 year anniversary and counting the queen has ruled, making her the longest reigning British monarch ever and the fourth longest reigning monarch in the world's history. She took over at the age of 25 the day her father, King George VI, died on February 6, 1952. Uh, the queen had a, qu- a quiet celebration with just a few guests and family. She had that cake, right? She cut the cake herself, uh, and it said, congratulations, 70 years on it or whatever. Uh, it's cute. Um, it's shaped like one of those stupid hats she wears, too. Exactly. And her, yeah. a dog came and gave her a surprise visit, and it was small. She had just a few friends and family. I guess they're doing huge celebrations in the UK in June for some reason uh, during their bank holiday. They have a bunch of bank holidays. They have a four-day bank holiday in June. And I guess like in June 1953, she like had an official coronation of the crown. So that's when they're going to do her big jubilee thing. Um, and maybe she'll have a bigger celebration there if she's still alive. Uh, she did make a big announcement, though, and that's that Camilla will be named queen consort when Charles becomes king. So news to me that Charles is getting a crack at being king. And Camilla, who's Charles' second wife, was originally told she would only ever be called a princess due to being a second wife. Uh, And I guess the queen had a change of heart in her old age or there's some elder abuse going on over there that we're not privy to because the whole jubilee was set up by Charles. You're talking about Camilla Parker Bowles? Yeah. (laughs) She's going to be the queen. Queen consort. We're like the first lady type thing. It's Charles probably because Charles has been nice to the queen in her old age. Yeah. It seems like Charles is calling the shots these he's days. He's won her over. And also, he's not Andrew. Big 
big, that's, big win for him. He's true. You know, because like anybody who's not Andrew this year or yeah. Harry. Oh, my God. You got yeah. Harry and Andrew to put yourself against in the royal family right now. Uh, you're, you you can go up in the Queen's rankings. Oh, really. he's been doing his puckering up to her asshole for the past forever. And yeah. those other guys are yeah chopped liver now. Look at you Andrew out and there. Just, yeah. Not but, being Andrew. Charles yeah. <laughs> Charles is like kicking him out of helicopters when they come back. Like, nah, get out of here. Get Makes out of me house. very proud. Oh, man. <laughs> Last honorable mention is Austin, Texas was put on a boil water notice over the weekend. All two plus million of us or whatever the fuck we're up to now. Uh, this is the third boil water notice for Austin in the past 12 months or so. As last winter, the water plants lost power. Then either last summer or the summer before, I can't remember, a bunch of rain happened. Rain, uh, which caused mud and soot to get into the filtration systems. And then I guess this weekend, a water plant lost power again due to ice. And now we can't brush our teeth, wash well, our food, wash our food or drink tap water for multiple days again uh, without boiling it for two minutes first, similar to lifestyle in the 1800s. You know what they say, Mark? You can't plan for rain and ice. Yeah. That's what they say. And it's true. Austin's such a joke. Austin Utilities <laughs> are so pathetic. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. It is. It, it is. You can't brush I your I feel teeth. like it happens in New York, though, a vegetables. lot, right? Doesn't it happen in, like, New York City? No, all the time no. People have no, shitty water happens, coming out of their pipes? It happens in Flint, Michigan, and Austin, Texas. No, it, it, happens, like it, happens, in it happens on the shore a lot. It, like, it happens down in Corpus, places where there's oil. Also Texas. Places where there's... <laughs> Oil, pretty much oil yeah. refineries. I don't happens. think this happens anywhere. Chime in, listeners, if you've had three boil notices in the past 12 years. 12 I, I remember PFT yeah. had boil notices in his old apartment. He, a lot of that, people are going to be calling that, you spoiled, I think. Because I, I, think, I think boil notices are, are pretty normal. No, I don't think they they're are. normal in like New York City. They're not normal in Austin. Think, no, they're normal in like Africa and like uh, <laughs> it, parts of India. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're not normal in U.S. cities at all. You ever camped? Yeah. You do have to boil, or get, you know that you can get a. Filter, I don't camp. I pay like two thousand a month you know? in rent. Like I, I don't, I don't camp here in Austin. Well, if you were to camp, it's pretty <laughs> much perpetual oil no. water notice. This is fucking bullshit. All right, let's move on to number three. Uh, GoFundMe withheld ten million dollars from the GoFundMe for the Freedom Convoy, which is for Canadian truckers. Since last we talked, you guys hear about this? Yes. Yeah. Big news. Yeah. They claimed the fundraising supported violence because there's a few people that are waving around Nazi flags and I guess maybe a few fist fights. I don't know. But they claim that, uh, which is not good, not supporting it. They claim but that you were allowed to go fund me to all the protests in 2020, though. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah for but sure. They, yeah, well, they this claim- is, it's a little different. Is I, it? I, well, I do want to point something out. I don't think uh, it is. These truckers. It's like point zero 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 one percent of the truckers. I want to say there's like three hundred thousand truckers registered. It's like one hundred and thirty eight guys out there. Just point, and 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 they're not right. They're not the uh, the brightest bulbs. It's a big protest of people who are done with regulations. Trucks when COVID is over in most other no, countries, anyways. It's a big protest. We'll get to it. The, the, uh, maybe the truckers. Yeah, I'm, I'm not arguing any any of your points. Either of your guys' points. They claim the fundraising supported violence and went against their terms of service. So they said. Because you went against her terms of service, I guess they'd already released a million dollars, which went to a woman who started the GoFundMe who might be shady as well. And uh, they said, well, you're not getting any more money. So the $9 million that's still in there, we're, we're confiscating it. And we're going to – a GoFundMe is going to distribute it to charities of our choice that we deem yeah, worthy, that's not a, the Immediately, truckers. when GoFundMe yeah. put that out, 
I immediately said to myself, I will never, ever give to GoFundMe ever again. Not a fucking red cent because fuck them. The, 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 the audacity to think that you could take somebody's money they were giving to a charity and that you could fucking reroute that to where you think it best should go. Fuck you. It's against your entire <laughs> business model. GoFundMe yeah. is a joke of a business and they can fuck right off. I will never use them ever again after what they did. A lot of people are mad at GoFundMe like Will is. Um, it didn't go over well, as you can see, uh, with some people. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis quickly got involved, saying that the state of Florida was going to investigate GoFundMe for deceptive practices. Marjorie Taylor <laughs> Greene got in on the action, too, saying, quote, I mean, this is literally theft by deception. It is completely wrong, and they should be arrested. They seriously should be arrested. Uh, and after GoFundMe got obliterated online, they did backtrack on Saturday and said, okay, our We're not going to rob nine million bucks. Right. We're going to refund the nine million bucks to the donors. We're not going <laughs> to give it to the truckers. We're going to everyone that donated is getting the 100 percent refund. Sure. Uh, and we'll be getting it like this week, I guess. So they got they got their shit pushed in and caved a little bit there. But uh, on Sunday going, you guys want to talk about the GoFundMe part? A no, I just I'm never update, I will never don't bother sending me your GoFundMe link because I'm not going to use it. I'll Venmo you directly. I'll not use GoFundMe. My biggest beef with GoFundMe is we started one for Wes when he was single to go to Hive Island. Zero we, didn't get a, we didn't get a single cent. So Zero bucks. So it, all, it already sucks. Yeah. It already <laughs> sucked. Well, we were getting nothing from it. So Zero, get it out of here. Zero cents to Wes. That's on the get, Hive, to be honest with you. Yeah, get well, it out of here. I don't think he's gone. I don't think I think GoFundMe uh, probably buried that that ad because I think so, too. I think it was I think it was shadow banned by GoFundMe. Obviously, look at what they're doing. So on Sunday, guys, update to just the um, the protests in general. Ottawa declared a state of emergency as the trucker yeah. convoy protest has been ongoing for nine days and counting and has caused major road blockages. Jim Watson, the mayor of Ottawa, has said that the city is completely out of control with protesters outnumbering the police. So I don't know how many truckers there are, but there's a lot of protesters, Pat, yeah. and people pitching tents all over the street. They're just blocking up the streets with trucks. They're blocking up the streets with tents, Basically, setting up shop and leaving. Here's a picture of like a lot of them downtown. So it looks like a couple thousand. I think uh, what happened is when Trudeau got COVID. 500 maybe. Yeah, there, there's a lot of people. There, more than the Mounties for sure. When, but yeah. when Trudeau got COVID, I think it's encouraging a lot of these people to just settle in. They're trying to wait him out. So like th this whole thing, he tried to wait them out with the COVID thing, went into isolation and then caught COVID. Then he was going to try to wait them out. Now they're trying to wait his ass out. And like what the state of emergency is, is like, where's our fucking prime minister? That's the state yeah. of emergency. Well, the mayor said that they're losing the city. They're losing badly. And they, he doesn't know what he's going to do sanction wise, but something needs to be done because they're getting, they're getting it's their a asses kicked. 113 trucks. Those are the trucks. But then there's like 276 a personal vehicles. Yeah, and then people on feet. That too. shut down Ottawa, baby. Well, I mean, yeah, it's essentially you can shut down what that was like four four hundred and fifty uh, well, intersections. I mean, that's more impressive than a half inch of ice causing us to boil water again for a week. In it's Austin. definitely more no, impressive yeah. than the Texas weather. <laughs> I mean, I'd say Ottawa has a leg up on Austin right now. Uh, next up, number two, Spotify's Joe Rogan problem is not getting any better. Not only are a lot of bands withdrawing their music from the app uh, every day still because they're mad at Rogan's COVID and COVID vaccine conversations on a show, but most recently, a video compilation came out of Joe Rogan saying the N-word on older Joe Rogan Experience episodes, and he said it a lot. Um, so you guys heard about this, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. yeah of course. Yeah. Put out there by media, Midas Touch, the DNC um, Super PAC. Oh, okay. Like a Lincoln Project type deal? Yeah, basically. Yeah. 
so yeah, someone put it together. I guess that like they went there. There was a lot of work done to get to get the clip put together. Uh, Rogan apologized for. I'll just play his apology. This he did like a five minute apology on his Instagram. I clipped it down to about just under three minutes or three minutes. Let's take a listen to Rogan's nice. apology. Hello, friends. Um, I'm making this video to talk about the most regretful and shameful thing that I've ever had to talk about publicly. There's a video that's out that's a compilation of me saying the N-word. It's a video that's made of clips taken out of context of me of 12 years of conversations on my podcast. And it's all smushed together. And it looks fucking horrible, even to me. Now, I know that to most people, there's no context where a white person is ever allowed to say that word. Never mind publicly on a podcast. And I agree with that now. I haven't said it in years, but for a long time, when I would bring that word up, like if it would come up in conversation and stay, instead of saying the N word, I would just say the word. I thought as long as it was in context, people would understand what I was doing. Like that context was part of the clip we were talking about Red Fox, how Red Fox said that word on television in the 1970s and how times have changed so much since then. Or about how Richard Pryor used Black it guy. as one of the titles of one of his albums. Or I was quoting a Lenny Bruce bit. Or I was qu- quoting a Paul Mooney bit. Or a, I was quoting. talking about how Quentin Tarantino used it quoting. repeatedly in Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. Which we I said was, was stupid and didn't use the word. not another word like it in the entire English language. Because it's a word where only one group of people is allowed to use it. And they can use it in so many different ways. Like if a white person says that word, it's racist and toxic. But a black person can use it and it could be a punchline. It could be a term of endearment. It could be lyrics to a rap song. It could be a positive affirmation. It's a very unusual word. But it's not my word to use. There you go, Joe. I'm well aware of that now. But for years I used it. In that manner, I never use it to be racist because I'm not racist. But whenever you're in a situation where you have to say, I'm not racist, you fucked up. And I clearly have fucked up. And there's another clip that I have to address. There's a clip from 11 years ago. I was telling a story on the podcast about how me and my friend Tommy and his girlfriend, we got really high. We were in Philadelphia. And we went to go see Planet of the Apes. And we didn't know where we were going. We just got dropped off by a cab. And we got dropped off in this all-black neighborhood. And I was trying to make the story entertaining. And I said, we got out. And it was like we were in Africa. It's like we were in Planet of the Apes. I did not, nor would I ever say that black people are apes. But it sure fucking sounded like that. And I immediately afterwards said... That's a racist thing to say. Planet of the Apes wasn't even in Africa. I was just saying there's a lot of black people there. there For sure. Yeah. That's a, that's a joke in poor taste. Sort of like Jeffrey yeah, Ross. He's a comedian. He's a stand-up comedian. Why is he po- this that was what was so funny to me is that Planet of the Apes thing. That he could he could probably do a thousand apologies like that. He's a stand-up comedian. The N-word thing is 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 different than that that random apology he just came up with for the Planet of the Apes thing. I thought that was that was funny. That's kind of um, like Jeffrey me. Ross's Shaq joke, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you walk it, here? It, yeah, did you your your knuckles look ashy? Did yeah, you? Yeah, don't walk try here? to peel the microphone. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, don't. Yeah, that that that's so that like that that's. I mean, that's why I played that last part because it was just funny to me. That it was like it was like 
a joke he made that is obviously like a, a it's a racist joke for sure yeah, but for it was sure. 11 years ago and it has nothing to do in, in terms it's not even the same level in terms of him using the n-words like 50 times up like all the way up until like 2016 he was using the n-word yeah it's so like i think most of it was in context of quoting something he, he used but, to use it in his act though like I, I can't find the videos because if you look on youtube for joe rogan n-word it's it's everyone and their mother responding and commenting on it the way we are right now but he used to use it in his act i'm positive i think i brought up to you guys like six months ago i I wish i could find the video i don't i don't i listen i've listened i've listened to the show a lot and what i would say about rogan is this i've heard him use the n-word on his show plenty of times in 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 like context of like imagine somebody says this word or here's what they said and that's usually how he's saying it now he does go there and say the whole word just like a lot of white guys would not feel comfortable doing like the hosts on this show um like you shouldn't do and i don't look i know i know but also people- but also i've listened i've been, probably been exposed to more you know sort of black voices from his show than many other podcasts i listen to in his guests so and, and, I'm not and, calling him racist. I'm saying what he did was stupid. You can't do that. Like yeah. he he made a big mistake. He made, now I know that um I'm pretty there's tape out there like pretty much all of the young Turks Turks do the same thing. They drop uh, hard Joe ends. Biden. Joe Biden said that word on the Senate floor in 1985. Yeah, and the president, and, and also like uh you know Will Ferrell and SNL um in some sketches paula dean to her staff you know anyone that's doing it they're wrong for doing it if you know like that it doesn't really matter who said it we're talking about joe rogan in this instance he shouldn't have done that he shouldn't have said it in 2012 13 14 15 16 he he made a mistake he knows that yeah um the dude's not a racist he just i don't think he is needed to look you make it if, if it makes Black people uncomfortable just does some, then just avoid it, dude. Just say, say I know it feels say silly saying the N word sometimes, right? Especially when you're a comedian, you're like a, a purveyor. So it's, so it's a lot more silly to say the whole word. I agree. I agree. But I understand like a comedian's perspective where he's like, well, I want to be risque. No word is off limits for me. But if it makes other people feel uncomfortable, you just got to respect that, I guess. What doesn't make sense to me about this one is that like if you can get over the hard F, which is a word that a lot of comedians our age or people who are on you know, who do like color commentary probably grew up using a lot because oh, it was just very, very common. Right. So if you can, if you can get that out of your lexicon, I don't understand how you could possibly have a problem with the N word because that one, everybody knew long before it, 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 it the timing of when it was inappropriate is so much earlier. It needs to go away. I, right. Yeah. So uh, I, it would be bad. It's bad for people that said it in the seventies. It's bad for like, it's, it's never been good. Yeah. You know, like you said, like it doesn't really matter when it was said. Certainly. It needs to go away. Um, the real question is what the hell, like for, you know, especially for non-black people. The real question is what the hell does Spotify do now, though? Because they have a fairly serious problem here with Rogan. People are outraged. And the 29 second video of hard end after hard end is pretty jarring. I don't think it's just going to go away. So they already have removed another 70 Joe Rogan podcast permanently from Spotify over the weekend. Artists are still leaving the platform every day that Rogan's still on. Which now artists, the, though? Now the just there's a whole list. I don't even want to go through them. Not, no one like huge, but they're like they're, there's like several Grammy winners every day. Now the conservatives are coming to Joe Rogan's defense saying boycott and cancel Spotify for removing those 70 episodes for not having Joe Rogan's back. So they're Spotify's the most fucked out of anyone in this situation because they're losing content. When I saw comedians, they're threatening no matter to pull what their podcast. They do. Yeah. Well, that's also, what I'm saying. Like yeah. both sides are like, they haven't really done anything 
and they're still getting screwed from both sides. They haven't even made like a statement like we're they did remove the seventy episodes. I will say that that like that was something they did, but like they haven't said right. they're like firing Rogan or anything like that. And they're still losing content from both sides of the aisle. All music sides, yeah. and, and they're getting screwed. Like they they, they can't do anything after about their numbers it. were already worse for the last right. quarter than they were supposed to be. It yeah. sucks for Spotify. They're they're between a rock and a hard place. Very bad. And like, look, if they end up firing Joe Rogan, it's not really going to hurt him that much. They're probably going to have to pay out a lot of his. No, contract. he'll make more money. And then he's going to go somewhere else and make money. So like, it doesn't YouTube. really. The only person really screwed here is is Spotify, mm-hmm. uh, from where I'm looking at it from. Um, You're which right, is, which is interesting. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I what know. are they going to do? The deplatform? You can't put YouTube videos up? No. I mean, YouTube's no. going to take the millions and millions of ad dollars every right. day. Of course they will. I mean. It, it, to me personally, yeah, exactly. To right. me personally, cancel culture is stupid. There are no winners in it. Rogan's a dumbass and kind of a jerk. I wish he never moved to Austin. And Spotify is getting fucked from the whole deal. That's that's what I see from it. But hey, if you if you want uh, if you want to promote a news show to fill any gaps in programming, Spotify, we know a pod. And as that's Laura true. as Laura Lynn said on Twitter, yes. she said, "Who needs Joe Rogan when I have the at hard factor news boys? I get the full Rogan experience." Uh, here's a colon. Here's the experience. Listening to dudes chat. Check. Funny. Check. Not the mainstream news. Check. Oh, and 800 plus episodes without dropping the N-word. Boom. Boom. And check. That, that, check. Have we verified that? <laughs> yes, that's right. Check. We're actually, we're actually approaching 900 shows now without the N-word <laughs> from a single host. Somebody I has, think, has I, I'm pretty sure I would have remembered if somebody had dropped I one. I think so. we might make it to 1,000, knock on wood. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, all right, but let's move on. We've said... We're running a little late here, so let's move on to the number one story of the day. The cream of the crop! All right, the Olympics in Beijing began, and the opening ceremonies were interesting. They were interesting for me, at least, as I sat down to watch the replay Friday night since we're a half a month behind China, and I decided to have a few pops and take some weed edibles before the big show, which is probably why this is the cream of the crop today. Had I been stone sober, this might not have even been a mention, but the wheel gave you me, and I did take the edibles, so here we are. Uh, right. Did you guys watch the opening ceremonies or hear anything about them? No, I'm mm. like I, I'm I'm like the other 600 and some odd million Americans that did not tune in. All, uh, all okay. that I heard is that uh, a Uyghur skier yes. lit the torch. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and then she's since disappeared, I believe. Lowest <laughs> yeah. lowest rated in opening. all seriousness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, really? Yeah, yeah. Lowest she, rated opening ceremony of all time, and I and I've seen. You got to yeah. stop with that because 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 everything is the lowest rating everything of all time. That's just the way the media is going. No, no, no. Literally, it's like half of 2018. It's really bad. Oh, man, I don't think it was weird. I mean, here's a clip. Half. Here's here's a clip Damn. from just before the opening <laughs> ceremony started, and right when my edibles were kicking in, where NBC brought in two experts on China to talk about the political part of the Olympics and Beijing right before an amazing LED light show. Oh, this is wow. Andy Brown, current editorial director of Bloomberg News and former Wall Street Journal China correspondent, and I apologize for the audio quality, Pat. Here we go. <laughs> It'll be beautiful. It's a spectacle. China wants to send a message about itself in this opening ceremony, but what should people keep in mind, Andy? Savannah, what we're going to see this evening is a spectacular, high-tech, cinematic show projected onto a gigantic LED screen, which is the floor of this stadium. But beneath all this, we're going to see subtle propaganda and not-so-subtle power politics. China is determined to go ahead with these games in the middle of a pandemic to showcase its competence, its high-tech prowess, 
and its state power, there will be geopolitics. Watch out for the two most powerful authoritarians in the world in the VIP box sitting side by side. Chinese President Xi Jinping, Russian President Vladimir Putin. They have a close relationship. They formed an axis of power to challenge the United States. One of the big questions hanging over these Olympics is whether Putin will send his armies and his tanks into Ukraine while the competition is going on. And if he does that, will Xi Jinping support him? If that happens, we could be living in a very different world at the end of these Olympics. So, Fuck, so, fucking British people. Of course, of like, course, that was a British person that what, said that. Like, what the fuck? I turned to my wife after that because, like, that was probably the first time I took any of this stuff seriously and said that was alarming. Look and at then this. Luck- <laughs> Biden's been okay. The, the British and Biden need to get off it. All right. Biden's been saying it's imminent invasion for like three or four weeks. That's now terrifying. he says there's 70% at the border ready. Yeah. ready they're 70% ready to strike. The British came out with a report saying that they've got everything they need to get it going. Now this British guy's on the fucking Olympics saying they might invade. Like they stop immediately. It. They immediately went to a commercial break and then started the LED light show, luckily for me, for the next 15 minutes because I was high and it was amazing digital stuff. The LED yeah. lights were incredible. So that was cool. Then all the countries came out one by one, and I did notice a few things like China displayed uh, Hong Kong. Um, I don't know if I have the picture of it, but China displayed Hong Kong on their graphics as Hong Kong, comma China on their visual display. <laughs> and then NBC displayed it as true, Hong though. Kong, yeah. right? So like it was like things like that going on like because uh, yeah. they couldn't they couldn't edit everything live and then there was a part where Putin was like asleep in the stands. But he was they pretending to he faked like he was asleep for Ukraine yeah, when, when they Ukraine came out. up and then someone was it's a fake sleep. Like, it's some bullshit. It could have definitely been a fake sleep. Putin was uh, Putin was putting yeah. on a big big old act. He also didn't wear sure. a mask. He was walking around maskless, and apparently that was like a big deal to all the Chinese. Apparently, and it's right. like, well, it's fucking Vladimir Putin. What do you think was going to happen? You and think Putin after, was going to go by the rules? No, he makes the rules. <laughs> After all those things happened, the head of the IOC came out and gave a speech, and I clipped down this part, which again kind of, kind of concerned me a little bit. The world. Yes, it is possible to be fierce rivals while at the same time living peacefully and respectfully together. Oh God! Do you have a gun to his head. This mission is strongly supported by the United Nations General Assembly. It adopted the Olympic Truce Resolution by consensus of all 193 UN member states. The resolution explicitly mentions you, the Olympic athletes, welcoming how you promote peace and human understanding through the Olympic ideal. In this Olympic spirit of peace, I appeal to all political authorities across the world. Observe your commitment to this Olympic truce. What the fuck is going on at this opening ceremony? Yeah, he's talking directly to Putin and Xi, 
from the stage, like uh, potentially Biden too. But I mean, like what? No, it's the most the awkward thing of all time. It was horrible. It was just like what? This isn't the Olympics. This is like a Cold War. Propaganda. Not only that, not only that, but it's the bubble. First of all, you, you no journalist or athlete can even leave if they go inside the bubble. Once you've been tested negative, but if you test positive, they move you to a quarantine camp. Oh, and there's people sending videos ISO. where crying yeah, from these little isolation rooms. Isolation, like you're in a max yeah. security fucking penitentiary as an Olympic yeah. athlete. Don't don't catch it. It's insane. There. I would uh, like after watching what happened this opening ceremony. I am so standing with the athletes that did not go because you could not pay me to get inside that fucking bubble. Fuck well, the journalists shit. too. Like the like, I'm scared for them. Like, yeah, they're fuck like, that shit. That, that British guy's like talking shit on air. I was like, this guy's not gonna make it out. Um, it was gross, a bizarre man. experience. It's a uh, weird. And then, as Pat this. mentioned, they closed with a Uyghur lighting the final torch, which was just a fuck you to the world. Um, so that was the cup of coffee. And I found that to be the most interesting story over the weekend. Yeah, I think she finished 42nd in her group. Not good. What's the, yeah, she finished 42nd in her group. In her group, 43rd. In the group stage. There was, I also heard, um, I didn't get to it, but there was like a, a, a journalist who got yanked off the air by a Chinese guy. Dutch journalist, yeah. And the, and the, or and Danish. Then, to. Yeah, something like that. And then also there was um, a figure skater who is like lives in America, but she went to the Chinese team and she fell on the second night and they had to like ban her hashtag from Weibo. Cause everyone's like, fuck her. She's a disgrace. She should have, she shouldn't have played for us. Like <laughs> she like, uh, it's going nuts over there. Tensions anyway, are high at the weird yeah. ass Beijing Olympics. Yeah, they are. Let's, uh, let's go international. We'll stay international, I guess. Okay. It's time for the TikTok international moment. All right. Y'all. So last Saturday, Bethany Coker, uh, of, uh, Nanamio or Nanamo, Nanamo, it's Nanamo, Nanamo, British Columbia. She went out wheeling with her buddies. She's Canadian. Um, uh, and they had a blast. They got home late around like 2 a.m. And, uh, you know, Bethany, she doesn't normally lock her car doors because they freeze over again, British Columbia. They freeze over real bad, specifically, as she said. Um, so when she went to go get in her car the next day, she was like, oh, dang it. Because it looked like someone had, I don't know gotten into her vehicle her seats were muddy like oh, seriously no. muddy okay uh and she has one of those um uh wrx's the subarus with the cloth seats oh no she, yeah she's like a mechanic of some sort some sort of um aftermarket mechanic so she's huh. got that cool car so and you know look that dirt is ground in the cloth seats covered in mud so bethany took her car to her friend's work um, to get it detailed. Again, she's in the mechanic zone. Her friend has a detailing shop or something like that. Then she went to the grocery store. Then she filled up her car with gas. She stopped to get some sushi. And she went back home, went to bed. Uh, then the next morning, um, she gets up to go to work, works all day, gets home, hooks up the dehumidifier and heater to dry out the seats. I guess they weren't Smart. totally dried from the detailing the day before. Yeah, that can that and that will really set in the mildew. You don't want that smell. You got to dry it out. You got to dry it out. The mildew, yeah. It got to negative 10 that evening. Jeez, real cold in BC. Um, Next morning, same routine. So this is like, you know, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. This is like Tuesday. Same routine, off to work. At the end of the day, she walks out to her car. And as she's approaching her vehicle, it's like 4.45 p.m. um, Canadian time. She notices that the windows are all fogged up. And she's like, that's weird. And uh, she gets in the car. And she hears a voice, and then uh, then this happens. 
Why are you in my trunk and are you naked? Yeah. What? It's a rite of passage. <laughs> to be... Uh, uh, how did you get in there? What? I'm the son of the Pope. What the fuck? Oh, oh no. Get out of the car. Uh, we appreciate that. Yeah, we really appreciate that. I tell you, in my whole career, I've never come across anything like. That. Okay, so um, wow. Yeah, that was Bethany. She at first thought her buddies were playing tricks on her, but but she had her camera out because someone was <coughs> someone was in her car, I guess. So she's like, "All right, let me bust my camera out." She thought a buddy was playing a trick on her, and she looks to her back seat, and and in the back seat, I guess you know, like the center um, armrest was down. Some cars you can access the back trunk right. through that little area. There was there was some daylight in either side of it, and she could see that there was a man in the car. And that's when she said, oh, "Why so are you scary. in my vehicle? Why are you naked?" Again, she th- she thinks it's her buddy fucking with her. And then when he says, "I'm the son of the Pope," she knew that something was very wrong. That's scary. Like when he says that, it's like you you got to get out. You got to get distance between you and the son of the Pope. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Quickly. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to find out. Uh, what is what his full name is after that? So that man was the man that made her seats dirty um, after the Saturday night mud. Or uh, what? So how did they not find him when they detailed the car? They didn't go in the trunk. Never um, opened the trunk at all. He was in the car Saturday night, Sunday night, or maybe they one, went on Sunday, Sunday, Monday, star. Tuesday, Wednesday. Seventy. I would hours. say that's not a good yeah. detail. Yeah. Yeah. One star review. Well, it was a bud. It was she wasn't paying for it. That's um, true. They only dealt with the part of the car that was all nasty, which is the gotcha. passenger seat. Well, it turns um, out the trunk was nasty, too. Guaranteed it was nasty in there. Yeah, also, thank God she put the heater in that night. It got to negative 10 because this guy was naked in the back of her trunk. Would have died. Uh, this is exactly what happened. Um, this is the other part of the video when, when she realized that this was not a buddy of hers. Um. And she is sprinting. Yeah. Sprinting. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I would have done, too. She's running back I mean, to a place. It turned out he was just harmless, insane, oh, almost man. I just locked the door. He was like, and he like made my back seats like bent down, and he's like naked. And I was like, time okay. to go beat up a homeless guy. Get your friends. Uh, yeah, now, keep in mind, on. she's a pretty, pretty interesting. She, 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 not a lot of women work in this industry, so she's. I guess just went back to the garage. She's probably eight dudes being like, hey, it's pretty yeah. hot, too. She brought over the, the, the guys that work with her in the engineering. Yeah. It's yeah. time to go beat up that dude. Yeah, they're, like, they're like holding big like wrenches in mm-hmm. the shop. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess. So Coker claimed the man was a uh, missing person currently in a psych ward. Um, police. Uh, that's, that's even scarier. Police on the Vancouver Island told Coker that the man has, quote, significant health issues. And he's now receiving yeah. the help that he needs. But um, it's like a story from like. Tales from the Dark Side or whatever, like those books where it's like a guy escapes the psych ward and lives in your trunk and like you're driving around and people are flashing high beams at you. It's not good. Yeah, it's definitely not good. That guy okay. was like, he's, it was just so crazy. Three days, three days living in the car. She's lucky she's alive. In the trunk, yeah. Yeah. You think it's so? A, it's yeah. a rite of passage is what he said. Rite of passage. <laughs> yeah, he was going to wear her skin if she was, you know, day five. Yeah. He was definitely kind of like, hi, oh, you found me. Now we can yeah. hang out. It, it kind of had that tone, you know? Yeah. Oh, you're the son of the Pope. I'm the son of uh, Georgina and, and, and Steve. Uh, <laughs> we don't have much in common. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, guys, that was uh, that was not good. But let's meet the next, well, Jeffrey Epstein. First, there was Jeffrey Epstein. 
Then there was Canadian Jeffrey Epstein, then Egyptian Jeffrey Epstein, and now the Filipino Jeffrey Epstein. I want you guys to meet Apollo Karyon Quibbleoy. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong, but he's an Epstein. There's no Quibbleoy? doubt about that. Quill, Quilly boy. Uh, whenever I see his last name, I always think it says Quilly boy. Yeah, Quibboloy. It's Q-U-I-B-O-L-O-Y. Damn, Quibboloy. piece of shit. He doesn't deserve a correct pronunciation. Damn it. Well, I always thought yeah. it was Quilly boy. Quilly boy. Uh, Apollo Quilly boy. That's what we're calling him. It's easier to say. He's a self-proclaimed, quote, owner of the universe, guys. And he's also a, quote, appointed son of God. Mm. Um, he's an, another son of Pope guy. Yeah, big time. He's an influential evangel- gel, uh, evangelist, evangelist, evangelist. Uh, and he's yes. followed by millions of Filipinos. Um, some of them politicians. They come to him and they seek his blessing and his endorsement. And if you hear the word politicians and Philippines in the same sentence, there better be only one goddamn name at the end of that sentence. And uh, (laughs) where everyone's getting macheted. And I'm, of course, talking about Rodrigo Duterte, who uh, absolutely uses Quilly Boy as his, uh, quote, spiritual guidance leader. Oh, they're tight. We've talked about Quilly Boy before. I believe Quilly Boy um, uh, helped guide him away from his gayness. He's what he helped. I think Quilly Boy helped um, Duterte cure himself of gayness, as he says. That's well, what Duterte Duterte's, says. is deep in his pockets, if that's the case. Duterte wow. also said that it was the beautiful women of the Philippines that cured him of, the, of his gayness. He turned it into some sort of a tourism commercial. But yes. couldn't they be one and the same? Couldn't they have been Quilly Boy's lovely ladies? I th- I'm pretty sure Quilly Boy was at that ceremony where he kissed the girls to prove it, where he was like, yeah. see, well, watch Yeah, this. Quilly Boy's there a lot, man. He, he's, he's, he's a spiritual advisor to Duterte. Uh, Eric, uh, who edits uh, the social media and manages social media for our show, uh, who lives in the Philippines, compared him to the equivalent of Rudy Giuliani to Trump. So very close, kind of an advisor involved mm-hmm. in all of his business. I'm trying, um, to get Eric, trying to get Eric killed. No. Well, they don't know where Eric lives. Okay. Uh, guys, <laughs> we'll call him Eric. So I want to ask you, what did the pious religious leader do to land himself on the FBI's most wanted list this Ooh. week? Uh-oh. Oh. Well, according to the FBI, Quilly Boy. Quilly uh, Boy. Damn it, you're right. Quilly yeah. Boy. Quilly Boy Boy allegedly participated in uh, trafficking, um, I guess, church members to the United United States in some super weird scheme. So he'd get fraudulently Scientology, fraudulently obtained visas and he'd force these church members over to the United States to solicit donations for like a bogus charity um, that were actually used to finance the church operations and, you know, Quilly Boy's lavish lifestyle amongst the other church leaders and um, people who were good at this. Allegedly, were forced to enter into sham marriages or get fraudulent student visas to continue soliciting in the U.S. year round. Uh, and it alleged that some of the females recorded to work uh, as personal assistants or pastorals for Quilly Boys were as young as 12 years old. And these women prepared his meals, cleaned his residences, gave them massages and were required to bang him in what he called pastoral night duties. Um, if they yeah. didn't bang him. He would threaten them with eternal damnation. After all, of, after all, he's you know one of the masters of the universe. That's um, a classic uh, priest pastor move, right there. Mm-hmm. That's the pretty much the cult cult leader attitude. Yeah, you just get a bunch of young disciples that you bang, and you you know, it's their honor, really, is what you tell them. Yeah, it's really on you. I mean, yeah. Uh, see, I'm not banging all of the 12 year olds. Just choosing you. You're the chosen one, so you're gonna have to do it. But you know, you can work that out with God later. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, Quilly Boy hates being hated on, and recently he warned the world that they will suffer a fate, quote, much worse 
then uh, the Omicron virus, if he is continuously, quote, hurt and persecuted, calling his indictment by U.S. authorities the, quote, biggest assault uh, and fire of persecution that maligned his reputation, various variants of the COVID-19 is only an introduction. If you keep hurting, persecuting and harming the appointed son in the kingdom, you will see much worse than the Imarion virus, he told his followers. You know, Quilly Boy and Kevin Durant actually had similar weekends. Kevin Durant called himself (laughs) a god uh, of basketball to Stephen A. Smith. Well, he is a basketball god. Well, I mean, he, you know, but it's a little weird to call yourself that. Quilly Boy's using the same thing. He, it's like, uh, I, mean, I will can smite you, dis- you. Can you disprove Quilly Boy, Will? I would imagine the FBI is going to be just fine. Well, oh, Quilly Boy wants him. There's there's two anywhere. two Americans in, uh, named in that indictment. I couldn't find the indictment, but I'm going to find out who they are. Um, guys, you might – this Quilly Boy continued. I'm sorry, because he hates being hated on, hated on. Quote, you might see in the future people walking – their flesh rotting away, but they're still alive. Flesh-eating bacterias that are immune to any vaccine will come and destroy the inhabitants of Earth if people keep being mean to him. Oh, so he's sticking, he's sticking with the virus thing. It's just going to yeah. be flesh also, Who talks like that that's a grown man? Get out. Quilly boy. Get out of here, Quilly boy. You're, you're a loser. Quilly boy. Yeah. All right, guys, moving to Uruguay or Argentina, Argentina technically, a Uruguayan YouTube influencer, fun word to say, by the way, Uruguayan YouTube influencer with more than 9 million subscribers on the tube and 9 million on IG. It's a lot of millions. He's in, quote, grave condition after reportedly falling from a third-story balcony in Argentina on Monday while filming some sort of stunt. Uh, Bummer, right? But maybe not. You see, uh, Yao Cabrera is perhaps best known for faking his own death okay. back in December 2020. Um, Cabrera and his friends created a hoax video where two gunmen on motorcycles um, rolled up and just murdered him as he was in his car. But it wasn't real. <laughs> Hilarious. But it yeah, got a ton of views. Yeah. Hilarious. It was very viral. I mean, the more violent you can get it, the more viral it's going to get. But yeah. you know, it's a fool me once scenario. I guess. Yeah. This 24-year-old was filming a video on the balcony of his house in uh, Via Carlos Paz, which is a popular party city outside of uh, Cordoba. So who knows? I don't know. Anyway, but much like other young men that post videos on YouTube, Cabrera recently decided to throw his hat in the boxing ring and announced a televised march bout in Dubai against former Argentine world boxing champion Marcos Maidana. I don't know this guy, but that's not happening if he's dead. So we'll see. Um 2016, guys, this cat was uh, arrested after he walked into a bicycle shop in Buenos Aires and rode out without paying, um, t- you know, to make a hilarious video. When he was 15? Um, yeah, he was younger. Um, yeah. You said he's 21 now. Did the math he's 24 now. Oh, 20. Okay, so he's yep. like 18. Yeah. And then a few years later, one of Mexico's well, most well-known influencers, Kaeli, uh, she published a video alleging that um, someone tried to spike her drink at a party in Argentina. 2018 turned out to be him. Damn. He also got arrested for throwing parties and violating the lockdown. That was also a prank. Yeah. This is also a prank. <laughs> so he might just for be views. faking his own death to get out of trouble. Yeah, no, he's, he claimed that she was just coming at him for views. I don't know. He got arrested for throwing parties during uh, COVID, too. Probably after he saw Logan or Jake Paul, whichever one of those assaulters did it. Anyway, I'll keep you updated. He could be dead. He could not. Who knows? He knows. He does. Yeah. Well, he either does or does. Do you know after you're dead or are you just dead? I think you do. I think for a few seconds, like depending on what the injury is, like new the brain it. goes on for a few minutes. He knows or knew. Yeah. 
what's knew. going on. Yeah. All right, fellas, let's close it out with the America Corner. America, talking some American stories. Thanks to Big Ounce, intern Patricia, and Tim A. We've got some badass American stories uh, to talk about today to close out this episode. Uh, and first up is 45-year-old Pennsylvania man, uh, Simeon Levitt. Here's his Twitter profile pic. It's a uh, selfie like where he's got his chin completely pointed at looks, the camera. Looks like a fan of 90s grunge rock. Grunge rock. Oh, yeah. Looks like he's going to be at a hospital. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pearl Jam Nirvana. Yeah. I guess Allison Chains fan, that's for sure. Yes. Well, Simeon, uh, he's been arrested for trying to stuff a bobcat named Blanche in his truck. Uh, there's Blanche. Uh-huh. Beautiful uh-huh. bobcat. Like from Golden Girls. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, she's an elderly bobcat. I think that's part of the joke. That's cute. Uh, he tried to stuff it in his trunk uh, when he stole her from uh, Pocono <laughs> Snake and Animal Farm in Monroe County, Pennsylvania. Man. So. You know that Blanche, whoever named Blanche, doesn't know shit about big cats. It was like, look at that cougar. I'm a caller, Blanche. Like Blanche from, from uh, Golden Girls. And they're like, it's a bobcat. And he's like, yes. Blanche stays. She's a cougar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. No, yeah. It's a tiny bobcat. Also, right. Pennsylvania man, uh, really competing with Florida man so far this year. They had lab monkeys, golden corral, groundhogs. Now Bobcat. Though. So he stole it from an point. animal shelter and then tried to stuff it in his trunk. So yeah, he yeah. clearly he, he clearly had visited this place before, took a liking to Blanche, and then decided to go back. Oh, uh, Simeon. Yeah. yeah. And he's a moron, too. The yeah. man uh, broke into the farm, which is closed to the public this time of year, through the side door. But he walked straight past the front door with the ring camera. So it's sh- there's wow. Simeon uh, about to Oof. commit the crime. I'll tell you uh, what, man. His <laughs> gait is way too trepidatious for a man that's about to steal a big cat. I mean, like, put that up one more time. Look, that that his body language is saying, I don't know about this, Simeon. He's yeah. giving me he's giving me the vibes. Of, who's the guy in all the Tarantino films? Madsen is it like Michael Madsen? Yeah, the, yeah the long the long haired yeah. guy that's like the creep from uh. uh the the first movie he did he's the torturer you know right yeah the torturer about. the guy who cuts from, the ear yeah. off Reservoir Dogs yes, yes. Yeah. they got torturer from Reservoir Dogs he gets, yeah, yeah. He, he looks like that guy yeah. yeah he does look like a like an old fat Manson kind of uh, yeah. uh, Madsen sorry um, he yeah. also kind of looks like twenty dollars chef if twenty dollars chef like really fell yeah. in hard times um, True. so so he, so he broke into the farm which is closed to the public this time of year through a side door and then he exited through the front door towards his red Hyundai uh, while screaming at the 22-year-old female bobcat who's on medication, presumably, uh, for her old age. Uh, he said, I don't want to kill you. You're going in my trunk. He said that twice uh, after dropping her to the pavement twice uh, while trying to put her Aww. inside the car. Uh, here is a condensed clip uh, from the full one, which clearly caught uh, the entire crime from start to finish on camera. But uh, here's the, the juicy parts. So he's exiting the shop with with the bobcat. Here he goes to the door. Oh, drops the bobcat. Oh, by the highway. <laughs> Picks it, p- trying to pick it up very clumsily. Uh, and he's got it. Oh, and he uh, drops the bobcat again. Oh, no. Uh, the bobcat's just repeatedly slamming to the Easy pavement. Boy. Easy boy. Third <laughs> drop. In the car. Oh, I don't want to kill you. I don't want to kill you. I don't want to kill you. Go in my trunk. Oh man, he's loaded. Go in my trunk. <laughs> yeah, uh, he put her in the trunk after that. Oh my god, now, this <laughs> this guy's too old for a bet. What was the motivation here? He's just, I think Mark's right. He's blind drunk. 
Uh, I think he's drunk and he had he'd, he'd been there before as a visitor and he really liked Blanche. Yeah, he wanted he wanted a pet. Yeah, yeah. I mean he, this guy this guy's very much like a, a maroon pet because the good news is Simeon was arrested nearly immediately after the crime was reported uh, by the local police and Blanche is totally fine. So he literally good, just good. like committed a crime on camera and was like, all right, I'm just going to go commit this crime on camera. Simeon might be too crazy to like interact with people at a pet shop. So he had to like try to steal, you know, an animal like he can't, he just is so kooky. He can't even go to a pet shop and have a decent conversation. They won't give him, he can't go to a rescue shelter. This is a bobcat. He he shouldn't be keeping this as a pet, but yeah, true. I think he just can't talk to people. So this was his idea of getting a pet. Well, I just Googled bobcat lifespan. It says seven years. This cat was 22 years old. Captivity in captivity. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's still super long. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's I'm so sure old. Blanche is like breaking records. Yeah. Yeah. That's why Blanche couldn't kill him when he was like put like that's why Blanche right. was at his mercy. She was just like a uh, slump yeah. in his arms and his like why? drunk ass yeah. was dropping her yeah. all over the fucking pavement. Yeah. Luckily, oh, she's fine again. Yeah. Thankfully, you if you're the zookeeper and you get a call and it's like, hey, man, so, uh, we, someone tried to steal a someone big cat. Stole Blanche. Well, that's the first thing you're saying is like, please tell me it's not Blanche. She, she yeah. can't handle this. Yeah, dude. no. Blanche's diabetic. Blanche. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you take her medicine at least? <laughs> Blanche what can't take that. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so Blanche. Blanche. So, well, uh, good news again, guys. He's so good. stupid. He, he was fine. caught immediately. I mean, they, yeah. It, 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 literally, Blanche was inconvenienced for a couple hours. I hope he's got diapers at home. <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> yeah. Pee pads. Hope he's, hope he's laid Does down he some pee pads. Does he know how bad she smells? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to kill you. That guy was insane. Uh, yeah. Next up. From real kitties to fake ones, uh, American stuffed animal juggernaut Build-A-Bear is now making, quote unquote, sexy stuffed animals for adults. It's about time. <laughs> oh, taking it to the Internet, uh, to CNET on Twitter. They're the, one who, they're the ones who broke the salacious report. They say uh, Build-A-Bear just launched an, quote, after dark series of horny teddy bears. And they say, I don't know what to think about this. And then uh, Rowan replies to that tweet and he says, okay, the headline is really misleading because these are just cheeky stuffed animals for wine moms. And Rowan's totally correct. Uh, CNET was just uh, totally fishing uh, with with this headline, which actually got a ton of people. I think it went viral a little bit. The bears Um, don't have like dongs. Not at all. Here, here's the uh-huh. here's the Facebook ad that they were referencing. Build a bear after dark. Red hot gift ideas. It's just a Valentine's ad. Um, and sadly, uh, it's just an ad reminding you that you can gift these beautiful bears, stuffed bears, to adults if you want to this Valentine's Day. Um, they're not making kinky bears. They just make yeah. bears that are adult, like you know, for adults. Yeah, yeah. No, if no it was American girl dolls. That would be over the line. Like sexy American girl dolls over the line. But bears, Those you are know, expensive too. American girl dolls. I, mean, I feel like it's a similar could, market that likes it was build a bear. It was, it's true. It, you could put a dong on a bear. Build you could a bear. put a dong on an American girl. You could. You, <laughs> you could. could. And I think I think people were hungry for it. I think people were hungry for it. I'd say people Americans wanted this bear to be more horny than it was, and that's why it went viral. But it turns out it was just clickbait. And uh, so I think that's very American of that story. Also, the first story was as American as possible with petty theft and bobcats. Um, yeah, that was pretty badass. And the last installment in the America corner today is definitely the best. So closing with the bang Southwest airlines is done talking shit to the Biden administration about 
uh, their unlawful vaccine mandate and has moved on to just being the first American airline brand to begin serving alcohol again because they're done with COVID. They're badasses. They're drinking on the flight again. Uh, some flight attendant unions are upset, very similar to the teachers unions about this like COVID ending stuff. But, you know, let's be real. Alcohol was coming back eventually on flights. Somebody was ha- going to have to do it first. I think Southwest are a bunch of kings for being the first to do it. Alcohol sales finally uh, resume on Southwest flights starting February 16th, 2022, nearly two full years after they were suspended in March 2020 for the pandemic. Proud of my Southwest credit card, and I am flying to Florida for the Hive trip. Woo. Southwest. I'm going to America and I wish I had West. Southwest tickets. Man, I should have gone Southwest. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Man, I should have gone Southwest. Again, you know, sorry to all the sour pusses out there who are mad about this for some reason. There's seriously a shitload of them. Uh, but the pandemic is finally ending, hopefully, which is a good thing. And it means that the heart-shaped uh, drinksters, yeah. you know these? You guys That's remember right. them? Yeah. They're finally back, which is also a good thing. So hopefully Hell it's all yeah. good things here with Southwest bringing these drinks back. You That's know? right. I mean, alcohol is going to come back on planes. I mean, it had to, right? This is, yeah, somebody, was, somebody was going to. to have to. That's like as Southwest. American as you can get is getting loaded on a flight. That's, That's exactly right. It's apple pie flight. and getting hammered at 5,000 feet, 20,000 feet. 30, whatever the fuck. Yeah. That's, that's exactly right, my friends. Uh, yeah. And that's going to do it for Hard Factor today. Ending on some good news. Let's spin the wheel to see what tomorrow's episode is going to look like. Oh, oh uh, by the way, patreon.com slash hard factor. Wes won big on the golf tournament and won some grands. He bet Wednesday on the winner um, at 50 to 1 odds. Oh, boom. Look at that. Nice. He's on a, he's on a roll. So patreon.com slash hard factor. If you go set in the car, you can get uh, betting tips. He's won. He's won big two weekends in a row in golf, so he's on a heater. Look at Wes. Yeah. Look at Wes doing big things on, on the golf bets. Okay, a cup of coffee in the big time is going to be, I'm going to spin it right when it gets to the middle of Wes and Pat. Boom. Well, shit. Hold on. I missed it. I'm going to spin it right when it gets to the middle of Pat and Mark. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, there it goes. It's spinning. It's spinning. It's spinning. It looks like it's going to end on Wes. Wes. Cup of coffee. That's yeah. the, he deserves that for missing. His triumphant return. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wes is trying for That's return. Fair. He'll be the cup of coffee in the big time tomorrow. All right. You know he's going to watch there. this too to, to verify. <laughs> and TikTok International Moment is going to be. Ooh, run it Pat. back, Pat. It's run great, it back, man. Pat. Stacking frequent flyer miles over here. There we go. Uh, Getting that passport stamp. Do they, they don't stamp passports anymore, do they? Yeah, they do. Do they? No, I, I heard they weren't. The last, the last couple times I've traveled internationally, they didn't stamp it. And I heard they weren't. That bothers me because it's, it's cool now. to collect the stamps. They don't do it anymore. You might as well just have the passport card at this point. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's going to be a variety factor. Most importantly, everybody, remember, wait, before most importantly, there's also the trivia this Friday. Yes. Uh, February 11th, 9 p.m. Eastern. Send in the card to your patreon.com slash hard factor. Very fun. Very fun way to get involved with the hard factor community. Hard Hive. Answering trivia questions. Very fun. Join us Friday night. Uh, but most importantly, have a great fucking day. See you later. Yeah.